And now here comes another hour of your favourite hits with Lewis Stevens on Epsom Hospital Radio. Playing your requests and your favourite hits, Epsom Hospital Radio. you normal epsom you're listening to wayne with lewis stevens on epsom hospital radio before we begin ladies and gentlemen i would like to spend the first couple of minutes reviewing the past few months and more obviously the lockdown for some citizens of epsom it started with startling optimism and opportunities for a new reshuffle of the community bubble relief reigned under rooftops as life's usual worry spots like school or jobs were forgot a more intimate picture of our lives gave us space to breathe. It no longer mattered if you voted to remain or leave. I, for one, took note of the blossoming leaves as I had time to take note of a spring. The season, not the metal coil thing that goes into stuff. But they are everywhere. We should probably do an episode on them if anybody in Epsom makes springs. Anyway, <laughs> but then there was the isolation. What human degradation. People all across the nation robbed of basic communication. Due to a virus from a distant location, people used to trips from the train station. Now only venture was from the sofa to the refrigeration unit that you keep food in and stuff. If you touch something hot, burning it a lot, that pain comes from your brain. The intention being to quietly mention to be wary of things that are hot and scary. Ah, yeah, this is quite hard. I'm just going to skip the, to the point. So that pain, did you know your brain simulates similar things when you feel loneliness? It thinks you're doing something wrong to those around you. Like, why else would you be isolated? Because we're social creatures. So all it wants to do is avoid more pain. So it makes you ultra anxious. So you keep thinking loads of things until you work out what it is you're doing wrong. But you're obviously not doing anything wrong because it's just lockdown and it's not really that natural. I read that in an actual book. So that's not, that is, that is real. So to summarise it all, if you aren't getting the human support you need to survive, your brain starts to make everything in a really strange way. So it is fair enough if you haven't felt totally right over the past three months. That's normal. So what next, everyone? We clearly need a community to belong in. We need something to feel accepted and inspired by for our brain to work. Well, listen, here's where Wayne comes in. What better place to find a home than right here at home in Epsom? Welcome to Why Aren't You Normal Epsom? The podcast that was asking what the new normal was way before it was cool. The podcast that wants to clear it up that it does actually think normal exists. We just think that there's more than one version of normal. So if you're not feeling very normal right now, don't worry, that's normal. You just haven't found your own version of normal yet. Get it? So take a break over the next season, chill out. Listen to other people's experiences of Epsom and their not normal life. It's like watching a movie, but you're listening to it and it's actually real. So you can like trust it. Why and how do other people do what they do? Real people, Epsom people, people you can trust. 
What is the future going to look like? We're on the brink of it. In our work and our culture, I would say the lockdown has shown us how technology is going to be used, how much the internet will play a part, and it's time to clear it up for a bunch of us who aren't used to living in it yet, I think. So let's find out by talking, listening, communicating and learning. Welcome, everybody, to Wayne, Series 2. What even is the new normal? (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Honestly, before the music and the piano was was put over that, it it, it really just sounded standard. Reese really made that. Reese was the guy who who you heard in the little phone call before. Funnily enough, coincidentally, Reese is the man who is the guest of this episode of the first series of the second, the first episode of the second series of Wayne. Sorry, I'm a bit, I'm a bit nervous. Uh, slight change this series. We were an Epsom Hospital Radio podcast, but due to Tier Four restrictions, I've bought a microphone and I'm running the podcast remotely from mine. So it is over the internet now. Luckily, I found a program, and I think it's, it went pretty well. It sounds quite good. And yeah, that's it. We're we're back. Exciting, exciting stuff. Um, Just before we start, I've got a lot more to say, but I'm going to leave it for the next episode. You know, I I don't want to, I don't want to chew your ear off because I'm very excited. I don't know if I said that already. I really actually don't. I really am excited. Oh, I've said it again. Uh, Do me a favor. This is where we get serious for a second. Help me out. I I like this podcast a lot and I really do want to see it grow. And if you're enjoying the content, you know, you stick it in and, and you think, oh, that was quite good. That was quite interesting. You know, I didn't know Epsom had this person uh, or had this community or had this sub sort of subculture or, you know, do me a favor. And first of all, just go on Facebook, like the page, Twitter, follow the page because uh, you'll be getting all the updates there. So you can watch more content and there'll be all sorts of bits and bobs posting on there that, that you might find interesting. And this is where it really comes in. Just like tell someone, tell someone that you liked the podcast or you've been or you've listened to it or if or, or if you know you we've got we've got great episodes coming up. We, I mean, for instance, in the next couple of episodes, we've got a, la- a lady called Kira coming on who runs Epsom Women and Girls Network, who recently won a competition with the United Nations after getting shortlisted with quite a few people and is now working on them in the new year on an initiative. And she's 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 got in with the council local council she, she she's made friends there and and there's i mean there's there's lots of cool things going on and you know i want epsom i want this to be the epsom platform for that because i think we don't really have one and, and we don't really realize how much greatness is going on within our community there's there's no way of, of finding out and sort of takes away a bit of pride forgets how how great it is how how what a lovely helpful that sounds cheesy what i just did what a cool place epsom is and yeah so just just tell someone just tell somebody that'd be great and then they can listen and then they could tell someone and then and then before we know it we've, we're onto something and it's growing you know and and we're off um so i am waffling so i'm gonna cut it out now let's let's uh, you've heard a lot of me in the past in the past seven minutes geez you've heard a lot about me in the last seven minutes so we're gonna start off with a new feature of the podcast which is wayne music which is local bands and musicians featuring every episode. Uh, just it doesn't matter if they're they're a guest; they, they will just feature uh, to encourage the the not normal that I think music is the ultimate expression of the not normal. Uh, so we're starting off with Reese's first proper single called "Feel Something," and he describes this song as sort of a late night car drive reflecting on your thoughts and your feelings, and and it's a good song. I, I really like it, and and let's go. 
Series 2. The Wayne Podcast. Enjoy. So Reese, Reese, welcome, welcome to the start of series two. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's a real pleasure. No, and and thank you for everything you've ever done. I'm just going to give you an accolade right now. Um, the any projects or Wayne or even the bike tour wouldn't have been half the bike tour if if you didn't exist. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I want to say, and the reason I'm saying that is uh, because you've been the, the the composer behind the theme tunes, the music, any musical interludes that I've ever included. Has all come from you, so thank you. That's no, it's not a problem. I mean, I like doing it. It's something I enjoy doing. So uh, yeah, it's not a, not a problem. 
<laughs> that's cool. So we we we've just we've just, if I've my editing skills have served me correctly, listened to your first of a single feel something. Yeah. Um, which which is, can you explain to me what mastered actually means? Sorry, because I always see people master something. Um, is it just like getting all the little nooks and crannies of the audio? <laughs> right, it's something that a lot of people in music won't be able to give you a straight answer, and I'm probably exactly the same. Um, it's the last stage before you release anything. Um, so what I do is I produce it, I mix it so that it sounds how I want to sound it, and then I'll send it off um, to someone. I send it off to George Daniel, who you know George Daniel went to Glen. Yes, yeah. To master it, and um, it's basically you turn the bass up, you turn the gain up, and it makes it sound like a, a, a track. Like it makes it basically louder. Um, so what's going on at the minute is called loudness wars. Basically, people are just trying to make the louder sound because if your song is louder, it it grabs attention more or something so it's something to do with that and it, it just makes it does make it sound better if you hear my final mix versus the master you'll hear the difference basically but it's it's something that proper music i don't want to say nerds but basically yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there are specific mastering people and they spend hours and hours doing it and it's a proper technical skill like they're they're brilliant at it but yeah it's it's very hard to do i think yeah, I weren't sure if you sort of just ran it through some like mastering like program and it and it got it or somebody individually had to um, spend time exactly like making all the sounds right and etc. You can do that. You can. I've done it before with some other songs and it doesn't. It's not. It's not the same. Definitely not. Um, but I mean, George is brilliant at it. George has done. I'll give him a shout out later on. Um, but he, yeah, he's really good at a lot of different things and he's really helped me out on my journey. And this is one of the things that he does really well and uh yeah me out with that. It, it, it makes it sound like fuller is i, I want to say like because because the, the song that we're going to play of yours next parallel lines which you know is my personal favorite uh isn't mastered yet and i know what you mean it's sort of it's almost you know it's been recorded in your room a bit more but then when it gets turned into master and you feel like ah, it's proper now it's, it's a real tune yeah yeah definitely yeah it's like the, the, the bass on feel something um if you hear the difference between that and, and the pre uh the, the mix the final mix not mastered it, yeah, you can definitely tell the difference. It's just just there a lot more. Yeah, good man, cool. And and so let's let's go through your whole journey because obviously, um, feel something was your first ever release single, mm -hmm. and you 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 played and sang and produced every bit of it, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So I mean, from the start, like I I played, well, I played piano. I learned piano when I was like seven for a few years, and I just gave it up because I never practiced or anything. I just didn't enjoy it. And then I went to Glynn and saw they did drum lessons and started playing the drums um, when I was 12. Um, and I think that that really sort of gave me a, a good start because I knew about rhythm and stuff. And a lot of people I've spoken to that make music that are just guitarists or something, they struggle with making a drum track or, you know, rhythm or something like that. Um, and that definitely really helped. Um, and then I just sort of taught myself guitar from like 15. And I taught myself to sing from like 17. I had a few lessons when I was 18 for singing. And then when I was sort of like uh, 22, sort of just finished uni, I had a guy called Herbie Price, who is he's Miles Price's brother, you know, Miles. Um, yeah, Miles from Glynn as well. Yeah. Um, and he taught me so much stuff about singing. I, I got so much better from him and producing as well. He taught me so much with that. And when I originally started producing, I was just on GarageBand and it's like free software on, on the Mac, if you don't know it. And it's... Um, it's pretty entry level and I was just messing about. And then when he taught me um, how to do it, he, I moved to Logic and it was just so much better. I've learned, I've, I'm constantly learning new things all the time. 
and it's it's a lot of it's down to him really so uh, big yeah. out Herbie <laughs> so, how, so how do you um like because for me it all seems so daunting just learning every single instrument and doing all that but it, it really is just such a gradual process where you have to take it one day at a time don't you so do you like would do you like allocate a day to learning guitar a day to singing or do you just sort of sit in the studio try and make something realize that you don't know an aspect and then research it or does it just sort of like I don't know does it just come naturally the more you try um yeah I mean it's definitely one day at a time I, I remember when I picked up guitar and so I used to play around friends house like people used to laugh and we'd be like yeah you're terrible whatever and <laughs> Like now, like I'm still doing it now, and that's what uh, ten years I've been playing guitar now. So like, yeah, you just got to keep going with it. Um, and over time, sorry, I've just my Mac's locked myself. Um, oh, I can still hear it. It's good. Um, what was I saying? It's quite fun watching the sound bar waves, isn't it? As as you speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've just got lost watching it, and then my Mac locked. So um, <laughs> um, no, but I, I see what you mean. Like, do you allocate one day? Um, I mean, I'm I'm I just start a new job and it's like nine to five thirty, so I'm out from like eight till six, and it's um, it's not easy to find time. So I normally just do whatever I feel like doing, um, but sometimes it'll be like oh, I haven't sung in a few days. I need to do a warm up and then I'll just sing a few songs and I won't do any producing. Um, most of the time, it's singing or it's producing, and when when it's producing, it comes you know playing guitar, playing bass, keyboard, whatever comes with it. So. I just do whatever I feel like doing and that ends up being practice so it's not even you know I'm not really ha- having to dedicate any time um to yeah to it but what you said and obviously- it's something I don't know how to do um yeah, I, de- I always research things like um yeah there's so many little niche little things but with logic that um that you need to research that you don't get taught by just anyone so you have to have a look for it and yeah you just teach, just teach yourself I guess a common marvel of the internet is the ability to be able to just search because somebody somewhere has put on a logic video tutorial on how to do something um, and it's such a productive way to use the internet um, and just to utilize it isn't it to, to just to take these lessons on board that you can do that from your own home for free as well which always takes me back a little bit I think we sort of under we, we just we just like forget how powerful that thing is for, for like yeah yeah because like the amount of free stuff the amount of things i've learned on youtube is, is amazing like people are just putting this stuff out for free just sharing their knowledge and yeah it's, it's it's brilliant like for example um you're a fan of like drill music aren't you <laughs> like uh yeah I, I i can i can listen to it i'm not a massive fan no fair enough it's it's um it's something i just got into i just like doing anything really um and there's a sort of there's a there's a slide in the bass that i couldn't work out and there's, I, I just, I just searched it on YouTube, and there's hundreds of YouTube tutorials on it, and I just learned it like that, and it, yeah, it's just easy. Yeah, I guess yeah, because you're just sitting there listening, and, and it must be good when you get to your level of like your level of musician, because you can hear something, and then you get to like try and work out how to do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I dabble in guitar, and I sort of just, oh, I can, I get a bit excited because I can switch between a few chords now, but I could never listen to anything, and and. And I mean, I'm, I'm very je- not jealous, but I'm a bit in awe of people that can do that. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's just exposure. Like, listen, to, like sometimes you hear something, you be like, "Oh, that's they're doing that certain thing, or it's got that certain effect on it." And yeah, you, it's just yeah, years and years of listening to, to things and trying to do it yourself. You just learn certain things. It's just, it's just exposure. 
the, the, the year the years and years actually is good because look, we're both 24 we're both let's say the, the last decade of our life has, has been going through teenage stuff and and finding our place in the world and and it's been quite i can it, well yeah confusing time in it trying to find out where you're doing where you're going and what you're doing and uh the lyrics of feel something are obviously um I'm not going to, they're going to say dark, but they're quite honest about um, sort of something that you've been honest about quite a lot in your music and in your lyrics. And obviously that's, um, I, I don't like to just say mental health at the moment because I feel like that's such a, like a massive blanket thing, yeah. you know, like, but but the, your lyrics are obviously quite expressive. Um, does, did, like how, how, what was it behind writing it and, and what did it mean for that to be your first song that you put out? Um, the song itself came together very quickly and, I was, because I'm on this sort of label with George, George Daniel, I spoke about earlier, who's created Pundam Pie Records, and I, I was doing a song for him, um, singing on one of his songs, and uh, he mentioned that he has this label, and, he, and I was I, went, I was keen to release some music. Um, and we came, I, I, this song came together really quickly, because I found this sort of, this really bassy synth sound, and I was like, yeah, that's brilliant. And it sounded really like, um, like moody, kind of like night drive kind of <laughs> vibe. And... Mm the lyrics came together so quickly it's just they say like right right how well you know and um yeah I, I just just be able to write about sort of my experience in mental health so I suffer from that anxiety and um bouts of depression and stuff and it's I've always been honest with it I think <laughs> my mum always used to say just just be honest about your feelings like and just 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 say whatever you're feeling because we'll always be there for you and I just always have so it's pretty natural for me to just talk about this kind of thing and um it creates quite an aesthetic as well like the uh the the sort of moody um sort of poignant sort of thinking about reflecting on your own feelings and stuff is is, is a certain a certain mood is quite nice i think <laughs> yeah way. yeah no i definitely know what you mean with with the way that the music flows as well like and and it's not even necessarily like that the lyrics are, uh, are honest and, and they're not dark they're just they're just honest about your darkness but then the, the beat of the music and and the, like you say the like late night car journey vibe makes you all just feel a bit okay about it <laughs> if you know what i mean like i mean it's a... quite a reflective time isn't it if it's quite a late night you know you're driving your own or whatever it's quite it's reflective time. You're thinking about stuff, and yeah, it just kind of goes. I think I just got quite lucky with that. I think. Yeah, I mean, I listened to it. I listened to it just before we came on, and I listened to it last night as well before I went to bed. And I've listened to it many times before <laughs> that as well. I'm, I'm a bit. I'm a big fan of the song, and um, again, I definitely think the reflective nature of it um, is actually like an important combatant like combating technique to the to these thoughts and feelings um you know it's definitely spoke about loads mental health and men's mental health but i think the very best thing you can do is is be like like this is it this is what's happening and, and just be honest with yourself you know and, and that seems to be what you've done through that song um was it like a progression to get to that point um and was music like with you i know it sounds cheesy but was it with you the whole time the last 10 years like was it as, as like an anchor um to what to when you was feeling these emotions yeah huge um i mean i think i've had anxiety for as long as i can really remember it's like the kind of thing you don't really realize you have until someone's like you know that is anxiety kind of thing but i had yeah. from when i was like 18 it's been like pretty bad um and yeah throughout uni like it was really like in my second year of uni which was i can't even do the maths but um like four or five years ago um it, yeah that's when my anxiety was at, at it's probably at its worst and you know I had my guitar at uni and I was just sort of singing and it's yeah it, it's the one thing that sort of yeah I just feel happiest when I'm doing um, yeah. 
music production, making songs has just been a whole other level on that. Um, you know, whenever I'm down at home or something, I can just literally just yeah turn on my Mac and just make some make some tunes and it. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's and listening to music as well. Like it's 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 just always been. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's always been there. It's a bit cheesy, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know like any kind of music as well. Yeah, just put headphones on and and just just vibe out. I don't want to overhype A habit of romanticizing Looking for perfect all the time Ignore the overhanging vices But here's my thesis She's the queen kinesis Makes me dream up sweet releases I'm defeated I miss her on the weekend Thoughts of her repeating she don't even know that I'm existing when she hear this I guess to what we have in common The parallel lines are day overlaps half an hour if that I guess to what we have in common The parallel lines are day overlaps half an hour if that Well I'm stunned, wondering how to overcome Set myself up to fail, well done Sit back and regroup Ruminate to get through I guess what we have in common The parallel lines are day overlaps Half an hour if that I guess what we have in common The parallel lines are day overlaps Half an hour if that Existing, will she hear this? I guess what we have in common Parallel lights are day overlaps Half an hour if that I guess what we have in common Parallel lights are day overlaps Half an hour if that I guess what we have in common Parallel lights are day overlaps Half an hour if that I guess what we have in common Parallel lines are day overlaps Half an hour if that Played up. I'm new with this program that I'm using. You should have just heard Parallel Lines, which is my absolute favourite tune that you've done. It's the biggest earworm you, uh, you've ever produced, and, and uh, yeah, I think many people have ever produced. It's always, if I listen to it, it's in my head for like a week. Just that Parallel Lines. <laughs> so, so uh, like, obviously quite different to your other tune, a bit like, what was the influence behind, behind making that one? Um, right, so I mean, there's been like three different versions, three like iterations of this tune. Um, there's it was like a really slow sort of um song with drums and stuff before, and it was just boring, it was just quite repetitive. Um, and I, I sort of sped it up with some different guitar chords, and then I was speaking with Herbie that I mentioned earlier, and we put in we did these like open chords on the guitar, and um, there's quite a nice like major to minor just before the chorus um so it's like an a major to an a minor which is quite quite moody and stuff and it sounds a bit like jazzier which is nice um but the the lyrics came from it, it sounds like a uh you know this girl doesn't love me or whatever but it's actually more like about um like romanticizing things and sort of overthinking and 
thinking things should be better than they are, um, like a grass greener kind of thing. And that it, it comes from a hosey song called Someone New, which is it's like the lyrics are like, uh, every day I fall in love with someone new or something. And the sort of setting of the song is like, I don't know, just being in love with someone you don't really know. Um, uh, yeah, that, that was sort of the inspiration behind it. Um, but I've got, I mean, this people won't have heard many of my songs, but they, I've got quite a different song uh, set of songs. I've got some acoustic ones and then some sort of uh, more produced ones. And eventually when I release a whole sort of project, that will come clearer. So I've got like four or five maybe acoustic ones. And then yeah. influenced by, I mean, this, the parallel lines is quite like a, it's a bit like Jack Johnson, like a better together kind of that, that the flow of the lyrics. Um, it, that, that's what I thought of when I, when I did it. Yeah, I like the jazz. I I did like the jazzier version. It was a bit. It was definitely more interesting, as you say. And um, I didn't. I never really. When I listen to Parallel Lines, I, and I always do this. I tend to when I listen to a song. I I never follow the whole song. Sort of certain lyrics just seem to like jump out at me, and I sort of forget the context of of how that was placed in the song. If you know what I mean. And I often misinterpret. Uh, the like maybe because I I I was actually thinking it wasn't more of a like a ballad of someone you wasn't even with it was more of like a ballad of someone that you was with uh, and you would just enjoy it I couldn't wait to see them again if you know what I mean like the whole dream in sweet releases you know yeah um, and I always I don't know do you ever do that because I that's, I think I always misinterpret and it can actually sometimes lead to like me getting the complete wrong impression of of a song yeah I know what you mean like I I don't I don't, almost don't like it when artists say what they meant by a song because it's like you know it's, it's interpretation at the end of the day it's what your English teacher told you about like it's just it's down to your interpretation um and if you interpret it that way then that's that's fine like that's that could be what it's about for you um yeah that was obviously the lyric that just stood out in my brain if you know what I mean and, and that was the one that I was searching for I mean let's get let's get right into music because I think this is obviously like like you said earlier always been there for you but in a way like it has always been there for you you know um in the intro to this I, I basically said like I think the reason I've chosen to put local songs and local musicians into this pl platform is because I think that music is the ultimate expression of people's not normals mm -hmm. you know like you you have a complete freedom to write produce like any any aspect whatsoever of the song like you can do and, and it can have a personal message it can be meaning to reach out to other people you know, and I think that it like it your 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 mood also change you you the music you listen to also changes with the mood you're in. Yeah. You know, you know, and I think it it's probably one of the like like one of the best things we have. I think at the end of the day. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's like the ultimate lever as well. Like you can reconnect with other people who like the same artists, and it's such a platform to, I mean, political or I don't know anything. Like yeah, that's the brilliant thing about it. Um, and it's saved me many times. So yeah, I can't really complain. Big fan of music. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah, same. What are you What are you listening to at the moment? Um, at the moment, it's I've sort of I, I, I don't really listen to that much music for the last sort of couple of weeks, but this year maybe. So I've I've got massively into jazz and, and old soul. Um, it yeah, just sort of trying to influence that um, into my music as well because there's a whole subgenre of like hip hop. It's called lo-fi lo-fi hip hop. We love lo-fi, lo-fi hip-hop and uh, beats to study to on YouTube. If anybody, if anybody hasn't heard of that, then you're welcome. What is it? What's it actually uh, called? Lo-fi hip-hop beats to chill slash study to. 
yeah that's it yeah this is a this is a, a live stream that constantly goes on 24 7 and i don't know how does it work it does just get updated doesn't it i guess somebody's just monitoring yeah, yeah. it probably yeah from... and there's that endless spotify playlist with thousands and thousands of hours of, of these songs i think people just it's just the, the sort of the crazy that people are just doing and they're so easy to do you just need to just get some chords on a piano and just just a beat and maybe some bass and some stuff over the top and it's just done like they're not they're not that complicated but it's just they're really fun nah I'll, I'll probably I'll try and just mix in a bit of lo-fi hip-hop Pete in the background to yeah. that conversation and <laughs> so people can get but it is it's like it is the ultimate if you're chilling doing anything just I just put I just my go-to is just a bit yeah. of lo-fi and um it, it seems quite like and the fact that there's so many unlimited hours of it here's one for you do you think um this is the way music is going to go because obviously we we've had a pop culture in the past well we're still having it but in the past 50 60 years where like certain musicians have dominated the global landscape and everybody has their records like started with the beatles uh and it sort of it like carried on with big bands like the rolling stones and and led zeppelin and and anything really like these big acts but then in the late 90s it sort of that seemed to die out i mean i know you had your sort of justin timberlake and neos but it all started getting spread out and nowadays you you've got so many musicians that you don't really get like one massive dominating like personality or band but you we've got thousands of hours of lo-fi like do you think it's going to get to a point where music's just sort of pushed out um and we're not really it's more of a community-based project rather than just like all of us looking at one person to to create the way really because like you said it's thousands and thousands of hours um of of lo-fi and i don't know i don't really see it ever being like a mainstream thing and it's it, i don't what even is like the the prevailing genre at the minute like there's a lot of hip-hop still um there's a big underground scene for like drill and stuff in the uk and other than that like what is what is in the charts at the minute i don't even know no i mean i but that's the thing i haven't got a clue but 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 if we were this age 40 years ago we would know exactly what was in the charts and we would know exactly what the like the, what the top 10 was so that's my point like are, are we just the way we're consuming music is changing and yeah you're still going to have your mainstream and your pop which is cool because because i think pop music represents the culture in its in its purest form at the time because you know they like we said you've got that freedom to express but this 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 whole anyone can release music you you can be you can go as deep into it as you want uh i don't know i just feel like maybe it makes it more of a more of a like a a widespread community sharing process rather than sort of idolizing yeah. Yeah. it's difficult because I, I mean if you think about 80s you know that sound like the 80s sound and, and stuff and like 90s you get like garage and grunge and things like that like but maybe it's the kind of thing you don't realize so after like what what the, who the main well, who the main people were and what the main sound was and it's I don't know. Yeah, it's the, the the amount of music on Spotify makes it so easy, so difficult. Sorry to find. I don't know to find, you know people are searching all over the place for different artists. Before you just own you owned records, yeah. you owned CDs, you bought on iTunes, you know, and it was easier to sell. But I I don't know. It's just it's the. And I, I suppose I suppose an individual song had more had more sake was more sacred back then because you had to go and buy it or your mate had to bring yeah. it around and play it. You didn't. You can. You can now, like, we have a music chat that me and you are in and a few friends and people put the songs on and the albums that they're listening to and we listen to it once. And then I, I listened to it once. I go, oh, that was good. And unless it was, like, yeah. breathtaking, I'm normally like, that was cool. But then, because we're, we're sort of spoiled with the yeah. amount of music we've got. I was um, talking about the 80s. I, I'm reading a book at the moment called um, about the KLF. No. Have you heard of these guys? 
So in the in the nineties, they burnt a million oh. pounds um, in cash. They made a million pounds. They basically released. Uh, they 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 was obsessed about singles. They weren't interested in records. Um, and it, he managed Echo oh, and okay. the Bunny Men earlier on, um, and this sort of this sort of scene. He was obsessed with singles, and and they made it one about Doctor Who, like the TARDIS or something, which was quite big. And um, they basically reached their their pinnacle of fame and realized they'd sold their soul. And the only way to get it back, and this is amongst many other things, like they were pretty mental, these guys. But um, yeah, they they burnt a million pounds and <laughs> in cash, and everyone went mental at them. But the, the, what the book describes, to what we was just saying, was in the like music was getting like new music was getting born every ten years, like, and it was really easy. Like there was so many cult, like so you'd have the fifties, like rock and yeah. roll came. Then the six, well, whatever. Like, I, I, then sixties, you had all the swinging sixties. In the seventies, your reggae started coming around, and and all the trance or music. In the eighties, the rave music came in, and the and then it just now it's just sort of stopped. You know, we 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 can't really get like get too. We can't we can't really it it can't get too much crazier yeah. if you know what I mean. Uh, and groundbreaking. So it's, and, and so, what do you think? Like the future uh, is, is going to be? Well, I mean. What direction do you feel it's going in as a musician? It's just, well, I guess, freedom of expression in music is is uh, is, is is massive at the moment. So that's that's a good thing, I guess. And it's really hard to sort of so when you hear a song sometimes now, it's like, what genre is that? And it's in a good way. It's like you can't really put it in one, which is good. Um, but I I always think like the thing, whatever's like underground, sort of eventually comes through to the mainstream. Like whatever's popular. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine sort of like. Like drill music getting played at the Olympics Radio or something. Playing drill with like prime time or like capital or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they do like um, sort of cap selection and stuff, but um, I don't even know. It's hard to predict these things, isn't it, really? Of course it is, yeah, I suppose. Unfair question, because if you knew, you'd be making, yeah. you, or you'd be part of the, the big music scene. What's always constant, um, you know, will, will still remain, like, you've still, you still got loads of sort of singer-songwriter music, like Taylor Swift's released an album this year that's done brilliantly, and that kind of thing will always sort of, it always seems to be constant. Um, so maybe that'll come back around. Things go in cycles sometimes, and maybe it'll be, that'll be popular again, sort of, you know, like 2011, no, like 20, yeah, around that time when Ed Sheeran first sort of came out and his his stuff is all massive and he's, he's done well out of it i think let's talk ed because i love ed but ed's got um ed's got a lot of like i don't know it, it, even in our music chat ed gets a bit of stick and i don't like why do you why do you think um, that is i don't know he's the, first of all he's the reason i've learned to sing because i was massively into him when i was sort of 15 16 and i was listening to his music and i was like yes i want to do this and yeah um but i think now I mean, obviously he's just popular and the more popular they get, the more hate you get, really. But he seems to get like an an unfair amount. Like he's, I think it's just it's it's a bit it's a bit inoffensive. It's a bit like middle of the road. There's not really much to it, and people just I don't know. People don't like that. It's not complex enough. Some people maybe and they just think oh that's nothing. That's rubbish or whatever. Um, and he just but he's made millions out of it. He's just built a public garden up on it. So yeah, and I'm pretty sure he's a nice guy. I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he deserves it. Ed's probably listening to this podcast and just want to let you know that um, you're all right, mate. We, me and yeah, we think you're fine. Yeah. Uh, Good guy, Ed. Yeah. So we'll. Um, all right. So we'll we'll move we'll move on to to the next track that you play, which is called it's called Ramsey's song, yeah. isn't it? I just let it come.
a complete change of vibe there from your other i'm gonna start again that was a bit like i was on radio <laughs> it's hard it's hard not thinking that we've got to go back in as if the song's just played and it hasn't just played <laughs> so, so okay a complete change of style there from from the other two bits of music which is displaying your eclecticness which i really like um so first of all, it's a hip hop instrumental. Second of all, it's, it's called Ramsey's Song, which is one of our friends. Yeah. Uh, what was what was what was the reasoning behind dedicating that one to Rams? Um, so I, I I make loads of hip hop beats sort of in my spare time because I've been massively into hip hop sort of uh, since going to uni really, and then just making hip hop instrumentals is a is an alternative way to make sort of my well from making my like main songs that, that I will put out and. This I find loads of samples. Sort of, you can buy loads of sample packs off that people make on the internet. And this one is actually like this guy recorded with a saxophone, so it's real sounding. And um, I don't know. I I made this beat out of sort of different percussion bits. There's like a shaker in the background. There's a couple sort of uh, I can't remember. There's like clicks or something that are sort of spread um, sort of left and right, which made it sound quite cool. And then I found this sax. Um, I found this sax sample, and it was just yeah, it was just perfect for it. And our friend Ramsey, my best friend Ramsey, plays um, the saxophone. Well, he, he doesn't really these days, but he wants to get back <laughs> into it. And I, I stuck it on. I, I needed a name. I always try and name songs. And yeah, I just put Ramsey's song on it. And uh, I, I showed him a, like a preview and he was pretty happy with it. So um, there you go, Rams, that one's for you. Next time, when um, when you're eventually doing live gigs, we'll have to actually get Rams out on stage to play to play the Ramsey song bit. He needs to get on and start learning it. Yeah, definitely. That'd be a, that'd be a special moment. So the transition to hip hop, which is obviously your favorite, um, like form of well, at the moment your favorite form of music. Like I bet it's quite cool to be able to sort of transition and start to explore that field for yourself in terms of the beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there's there's so much as well to it to hip hop. So as I said before, lo-fi hip hop and stuff. This song sort of comes from that. Um, it's a little bit more. There's a little bit more to it than just sort of lo-fi. Um, so. Yeah, it's it's amazing to explore like this sort of trap beats and drills I mentioned earlier. I mean, it's not quite hip hop, but it's similar sort of vein. And I, yeah, just like making all kinds of things and and just sort of finding new artists as well um, to listen to. Like, I mean, predominantly on on our music chat, it's 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 predominantly hip hop, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's it, it's just it's quite easy to find. It's a bit abundant at the minute, and yeah, I love it. Why is hip hop, in your opinion, the most? Because it's the most listened to genre in the world at the moment, which is obviously immense for for black culture, because that's where it's originated from. Like, why do you think it's risen, and and so many people are just vibing with it? Um, well, well, I guess these days um, it's about elevation of sort of black culture and stuff, because the the it is such a huge thing at the minute, uh, such a push for uh, Black Lives Matter and things like that, and it's so important that you know we celebrate that and. Um, the thing is, it's it's also such a platform for all kinds of things, like political and um, a lot of hip hop is just sort of about having fun and stuff. And I think we need that at the minute as well. Like given the year we've had, um, it's just yeah, it's sort of hedonistic. But yeah, um, it's always been popular since it's sort of come out. It's it, since like I mean, what was it Sugar Hill Gang's the first hip hop single, and then since yeah, he's yeah, Big Daddy Kane and N.W.A. and then everyone through the nineties. Like nineties hip hop's probably my favorite era um yeah and it's just been popular since then really well, um, great great music comes great music comes from the bottom doesn't it and it and it and it cream rises to the top i mean i remember uh one of the oasis singers said his son was listening to a lot of drill music i was listening to an interview and he was like 
they're saying the same stuff that we were saying, just in a different way. That like you know, it, it, it's music that comes from the bottom, and they're just expressing this discontent. But not even not even expressing the discontent, like you using music as a tool, just as a tool, you know. And it, like like I said earlier, like music's all, all all like one of the main things we've got, you know. And I think in terms of hip hop, like it, it really shows and it celebrates the culture. And if anything, I'm jealous of the way that hip hop is so knows itself, you know. I think I'm going to be honest. One of the one of the reasons and one of the things that I, I sometimes find like dismay and I shouldn't is is like you said, like you mentioned in, in your first song in feel something like the, the, the like the privilege, the privilege that you have, it, it can, it can make you feel guilty. Mm. You know, you almost, you almost alluded to that and, and it's, and it's true, you know, and, and the, 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 this, I think this sort of music just is all in out proud to be what it is. And I think I, I take a lot away from hip hop in that sense people that like you know they're just proud just just being proud of, of what like of where you've come from and what you are yeah and it's also i mean it's talking so much about especially in america like sort of black culture and and oppression from police and stuff and it's yeah it's it's horrific like and i don't think we would know about it as much i mean obviously we've got news and stuff nowadays and um people with phones everywhere are filming everything which is brilliant um but hip-hop is is it teaches people like us from a privileged background who don't know anything about it that we, that we need to know about it and you know you you're not going to get taught that from i don't know uh like a singer songwriter like passenger or ed sheeran singing about yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. they, might, they might um but i mean it's is it really their place um and that's why we've got to sort of elevate these black artists that are, that are making waves and and telling us about their their experiences and we so we learn about it really and you get to know about it in like truly powerful ways. And when you get genuinely like special artists come through, like oh, I'm a massive Kendrick Lamar fan mm-hmm. uh, and people like this who can paint a picture so poetically, like you, you just, you, I think it's such an insane, but insane form of music that I think modern generations are, are starting to embrace. I mean, I know like the eighties and the nineties with NWA, you look back at it now and I, some it's great, but it's a bit cheesy if you know what I mean. And I think, now hip hop's hit class, if you know what I mean. Like the music that's coming out now is genuinely class. Yeah. Um, Do you know you had uh, you had a guest on Harry Mack who did uh, the song I Can't Breathe, and I, I was listening to the live stream of that, and there was such innovation out of it. He said he only used the black keys on the piano, which I didn't even think when I heard it. I didn't even think about that, and it was just yeah. um, and the whole beat as well. There's not it's not like a typical hip hop beat. It's just sort of a, ba- a bass drum, and I can't remember if there's a click in or something. It's just a bass drum, and then. He uses his breath as percussion as well. George Floyd's just the tip of the iceberg. I can't breathe. I can't get no relief. How are so many people still so naive? I need breath. George Floyd, a black suffragette Feeling hurt, could be many more to suffer yet For hundred f***ing years And we can't go back More mums in tears And we still hold back Time for no more fear Do you hear all that? Times of terror stopping here Now we step it up a gear It's born out of oppression, really um, Yeah, and it's, it's bred from the raw emotion of, of Like, you could just tell, innit? He said he just wrote that pretty quickly, that song mm-hmm. Like, it just came and hit him hard and, and that's like And that's like the key point of music And I do think a lot of the time like outside of hip hop, uh, outside hip hop music, like it, yeah, it, 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 I don't know, I don't know how to how to say it. I just, I just feel like there's a lot of meaning lost in in, in the way sort of like our like our upbringing has come when when it's just about more. I don't know, I tell you, like just check, just just get money and get a good job and you'll be sweet. And you're like, yeah, but like 
yeah, but what about everyone? Like, what? <laughs> it just feels a bit easy. If you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's it, really, isn't it? It's like from from my upbringing, it was like, yeah, go to uni, get your job, and it, it's all set out for you, really. And it's just not that is such a privilege. It's not like that. Um, it's a rarity, in fact. If I think you know, in terms of like sort of world world population, like that having that all there for you is so we should recognize that and that's why you know i try and do as much as i can um and you know that you know that i do as much as i can to sort of yeah, um, yeah it's, it's it's pretty important it's yeah it's crazy so yeah is are you, are you i really love this topic you know because i feel like this is the most honest i feel you know it's not just i don't feel like i'm small talking like it generally is a day-to-day thing for me this sort of it's sort of like, what, what can we do? Mm. What can we, like, what can I do? And and it, and it comes off as of sounding like, ah, oh, like stop, stop trying to stop being so pretentious and stuff. But it is true, you know. We we are from an area that is very lucky. Oh yeah, and we live in a very and I guess will, will you want to continue that sort of message in your music uh, with with lyrics and stuff, or, or like are you do you tell, are you going to move more down like the beats the way like you did with um, the Ramsey song. Um, so my my sort of any upcoming releases up releases I have there is there's a theme to it. Like I can't I've, I like to sort of make a theme to things, keep it sort of cohesive. Um, and it is yeah, it's going to be all about mental health and stuff. Um, and maybe after that, it's I I, I do want to because I've got I've got ninety or something sort of uh, hip hop beats. They're not all completed, but I would like to sort of do something with that. Maybe you can you can sell beats on the internet just get get some money from it but i don't know i've got i've got a couple of mates like my friend marcus from uni who um who raps on stuff and like yeah i i, I actually really enjoy it. i've made one song with him already or two songs with him already um and it's just good fun like having a beat i've made and then seeing someone else put their sort of um creative twist on it yeah it's just it's, it's, it's a lot of fun so i think maybe in the future i definitely will release like maybe like a beat tape or something like that um, maybe not on Spotify, I may or stick on SoundCloud or something, but um, yeah, definitely would want to explore that a bit. But for now, it's sort of, yeah, I've got one one focus for releases and that's... Uh, and this is, yeah. that's the out, is this the one where you use a bit more acoustic key, you were saying? Uh, a bit of that, a bit of sort of more feel something. There's, there's a lot of different sounds actually. Um, yeah. It, there's sort, there is some hip hop influence on some of the songs. Um, I think yeah, I can't get away from that. But um, yeah, it will eventually. I don't know when it will be, but I'm hopefully releasing an EP in probably February now. It's going to be January, but I've just been doing yeah. It's been delayed. Not my fault. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, yeah. I've been moving and stuff. Well, please don't get too busy because I need I need these. I need you to keep helping me with all my projects. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, we're just for 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 anyone who's ever sort of followed uh followed anything that I've done in terms of um like with YouTube videos and 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 the Wayne stuff like literally every bit of music you've ever heard has been Reese <laughs> and uh, I, I did want to ask you like because I've never really asked you too much about it so when when I was away cycling um and I I would just send you like oh this is where I am like can can you sort of make a tune and this is what I'm feeling like can you sort of make a tune like what was it like on your end just just was it fun like yeah of course yeah yeah I mean I was it's isn't like an opportunity for me to get better doing different styles and stuff and yeah it's just fun just sort of trying to catch sort of a, a certain feeling like I remember you went to you went to a festival in Wales or something and you were like can you make like a bit of a like a dancey a tune and it, the, the thing is about all those songs they're all a variation of the original theme uh, yeah they're all in e-flat they've all got the sort of the same um same vibe yeah it was it's it was good fun just trying to fit that into a different 
um, a different genre kind of thing. It was, yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a massive boost for me. I remember, like, I remember just really anticipating. You were like, "Yeah, it's nearly done. It's nearly done." And then you just send <laughs> over this dance tune of like the Taurus Dog remix, and I just remember cracking up laughing and thinking, "Yes, we'll put that in." <laughs> well, I think we're uh, we're good now. We've we've hit the forty. Well, we're approaching forty-five minutes, man. Um, we had in the songs, and we've got an hour episode, which I'm over the moon with. Um, thank you so much for being like the first guest of of series two, and um, I hope that. I hope that we continue. We, we continue making things and you continue making things because obviously I'm a big fan. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, guys. Yeah, it's been great. I'll come back on any time if you like me. Yeah, lovely. Definitely. It's different, isn't it? Because obviously normally we're just mates and we talk normally, but like saying goodbye over podcast seems a bit like like official. <laughs> like we're like, but, uh, okay, goodbye. Have, have a great day and thanks for coming on. <laughs> no, cheers, man. Thank you very much. No, cheers. I'm going to stop recording, but we'll be we'll still be in the thing after. And that's that. The first episode of Wayne Series 2 is over. What a man. What a man Reese is. It's nice to see somebody so passionate about their art form and being so active with it. Thanks for listening. Um, I don't know how often more episodes are going to come out. I'm recording loads. If we can record loads, maybe two a week. But, you know, the more it grows, the more Wayne Podcast gets shows, gets shown, shown. Um, so as I said earlier, if, um, if if you like the podcast, if you're from Epsom, please just, if you can, just do it, anything you can to get the name out uh, and it's only going to help grow the town. It, it can't be a bad thing, can it? Everyone gets to, everyone gets to speak about what they do, really. I mean, unless I'm not going to have anyone on that's doing anything too controversial, you know, they're just, you know, like Reese and th- things that, things that I think should be important. So, so if anything controversial happens, I, I, I'll be to blame. But uh, don't blame the guests, blame me. But yeah, just uh, Facebook likes. Tell your friends if you know anybody. If you know any musicians like Reese that would like to feature some of their music on the podcast, I'd love that as well. Um, but yeah, this is this has been great. I, I'm not. I've sort of been sitting there editing podcasts for a few hours. I wasn't really ready to talk, but you know, I did it anyway. All right, well, I'll see you next episode anyway. Uh, Bye.